0: Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, I have a very special guest. That would be Kevin Dallas, who is the President and CEO of Wind River. Hello, Kevin, how are you? I'm well, Rich, how are you? Very good, thank you, in these crazy times. Um, You have been in this position, and I'm just going to zip right into this because that's what I do. Um, you've been in this position with Win for almost a year now. And I've known Win literally since day one, um, when they had the, the, you know, the first RTOS that they came out with. Um, and for all those years, it's, it, it's moved in a bunch of different directions. But for the most part, it's primarily been, we have a great RTOS. And this is sure. why you should be using that RTOS. And I get the feeling that You don't want to be an RTOS company anymore. You want to be something else. And before I start to put words in your mouth, tell me if that's true and what is it that Wind River wants to be? Yeah, we we have
1: some big aspirations. But let me tell you where it all started. Uh, So I joined Wind River back in February of last year. Uh, Joined from Microsoft. And at Microsoft, I was working in the area of cloud and artificial intelligence and working with Satya and his leadership team in terms of really helping our customers digitally transform. What does that mean? It really meant how do we help our customers deliver business outcomes across transforming their products, optimizing operations, all the way through to how they engage with their customers? How do we do that as a company? And we found that by helping them leverage the latest cloud technologies, we were able to help them transform their products and their, and their digital processes. And it was just an excellent experience for me at the company. Um, it, was, it was pretty much three to four years in my latest role there in cloud and AI, getting to work with leaders from Daimler to Volkswagen, you know, all the way through to major retail customers like Walmart. So really getting to understand what were the business outcomes they were trying to drive, and how could we work with them with our cloud technology to help them with their digital transformation? So of course, I was the time of my life in this role and uh, working with customers, learning how to help them digitally transform. Now I would say that it started about two years ago where I started to realize that the innovation around digital transformation was primarily in the IT department. And it was starting to shift to the operational technology department, meaning, how do I digitally transform my assets, my operations, my OT? And to do that, it required computing technology and cloud technology to not only be used in IT, but to be moved to the edge. So I started to realize that cloud has been fundamental to digital transformation, but it's the intelligent edge that is the next frontier. So as a result of that, I ended up joining WinDriver.
0: Okay, so just to be clear, intelligent edge, where is the edge in your definition?
1: Yeah, so if you look at the systems our customers are building, we call those intelligent systems. And the reason why we call them intelligent systems is the compute, the data processing, the analytics is being done across multiple nodes in the system. And in any typical system, you tend to have the edge device. You may have a far edge cloud. You could have a private cloud, or with the public cloud. And you're going to decide where the compute and analytics will lie across those four dimensions. So these, that's what an intelligent system looks like. Now, when you talk about the intelligent edge, we're finding that the device, the far edge cloud, and then the cloud component that sits in the private cloud can also be part of that edge of your intelligent system. So it's an interesting compute transition that we're seeing here from, it was client server to cloud computing.
0: Now it's around the intelligent cloud, intelligent edge. So is there still a need for the cloud in in the definition that you just put together?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I think uh, when you look at the market, and you talk to our customers, I mean, there's trillions of dollars that are going to be spent on digital transformation. Um, According to Gartner Group, they're saying that 700 billion will be spent on the intelligent edge. Uh, So cloud is still going to be a significant component. And the reason for that is when you look at the use cases and you look at the workloads that need to run, uh, what you'll see with these intelligent systems is there's sensors sitting at the edge, there'll be, local inference that will be run at the edge. Uh, But then there's a lot of deep learning that will be offloaded to the cloud. And then you're gonna come back and there'll be action taken at the edge. So I think what you're gonna see is a scenario where 50 to 60% of the compute is gonna be done at the edge with about 30 to 40% of the compute being done in the cloud. And that's the big transition versus if you look back even 18 months ago, 12 months ago, you could argue that in most scenarios, 90% of the compute was being done in the cloud. If you look at your mobile device today, I mean 90% of your compute is being done in the cloud for your mobile device. If it's not connected, it's not much use. The services don't run. But in the future, when you look at scenarios like autonomous vehicles, when they're disconnected, they have to run. They have to be safe. So more compute will sit at the edge
0: is the, what you just described, is, is that because of the availability of, of better hardware or is it, is it just because it has to be? There's a number of factors
1: that we're seeing. Uh, one, there's just tremendous advances in hardware, both in the CPU and GPUs. Uh, but also we're seeing advances in software as well. Uh, so a lot of the cloud native software tools and capabilities uh, that were run in the cloud are now being migrated to the edge. So when you look at Kubernetes containers, we're now seeing Kubernetes spread to the edge where you have containers that can now sit on the edge device. What does this mean? It means you're able to run an application that can span your device to the cloud that runs in your containers. So we're seeing advances in software as well that are now enabling this new world. So now I can actually run compute, data processing, and AI that I traditionally run in the cloud, I can seamlessly move that and run that on the edge through this new container architecture.
0: You seem to have so much visibility into what happens from the edge and back. Why not be that cloud provider? There's a new, a new business model for you. Why not have Win be the cloud provider? Uh, we are to
1: a certain extent, and uh, but I also want to be very clear in terms of what we think our role is. So we realized that in order to transform our company from being an RTOS company to an intelligent systems platform company, uh, we needed to expand our product proposition to being a holistic solution provider. So what we're focused on now is we look at different industries, look at different use cases, identify the solution, break it down into what should sit in the public cloud, what sits in the private cloud, what sits on the far edge all the way to the edge device. What Wind River has, and we just announced this today with Wind River Studio, is we have different operating systems that can be used for the actual device itself. We have a new far edge cloud, which is again a virtualized cloud, which runs a full container architecture that can sit at the far edge with ultra low latency. This is key that you need for a lot of these AI-infused applications. And then the next level is for the on-prem cloud and the public cloud, you have your traditional cloud providers like an Amazon or a Microsoft or a Google. So as we go into our customers, uh, we go in with a solution that says, for an autonomous vehicle, here's what an end-to-end solution needs to look like. Here's what Red River would bring. Here's what a company like an Amazon or a Microsoft would bring to enable that
0: holistic solution. So if, if you'll excuse my bluntness, somebody who's providing a system, and I, this is a podcast, so I'm doing air quotes. Um, a, a system to me is is a complete box, hardware and software and all the IO that goes with it. Yet Wind is obviously not providing all of those pieces. So it, is it somewhat of marketing spin to s- describe it the way you're describing it?
1: It's certainly a software subsystem that we're focused on. We're not delivering hardware, but it is a software subsystem. And um, no, it's, it's, not, it's not marketing speak. It really is what our customers are asking for. Um, if you think about it, you know, in the past, you, know, you would build a dedicated embedded device, self-contained, um, very little connectivity. Now it's about a distributed system with compute running across different nodes. So in order to do that, what do you need? You you need this cloud native environment, which is the ability to develop your platform that can run across these multiple nodes. You need the ability to be able to deploy your platform. And uh, and by the way, the, the deployment could happen in a factory or the actual device could be out in the field, you're deploying over the air. You need to be able to do that with a, a zero touch through a single pane of glass. Then in the operational phase, when the device is being operated, you need to be able to enable what we call a digital feedback loop, capture data, capture information, time information from your device, analyze that device or that software and data, and then be able to take an action at that device. And then of course, you've got the servicing of the device itself. So when I talk about a solution, you know, I'm talking about really providing a platform that spans the full of intelligence system from development, deployment, operations, and servicing. And we're delivering for the first time in the industry, a platform that can enable that proposition for our customers.
0: To enable this vision, do you need 5G?
1: Uh, we believe so. You know, we think that for many of these new use cases, particularly across autonomous systems, automated systems, augmented systems. uh, Key technologies are needed to enable these new solutions. Uh, We've already talked about cloud compute capabilities. We've talked about real-time computing, high reliability computing. There's also data processing and data analytics, AI machine learning, and of course connectivity through 5G. So all of these advanced technologies which is fantastic because, you know, this whole convergence is happening. I didn't believe, if you'd asked me 30 years ago, was this gonna happen in my lifetime? I would have said, ah, I think I may just miss it. But the reality is it's here, it's now. These technologies are really starting to mature to the point where we can actually deploy them in what Wind River's focused on, which are these mission critical intelligent systems. So the timing is just perfect for us. So we're really excited about the fact that we are now delivering to our customers uh, what they need, which is this mission-critical intelligence systems platform that br- brings with it these cloud-native capabilities across the full lifecycle of their product.
0: So what you're describing to me is 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 the finish line. What are what are the steps along the way?
1: Yeah, the steps along the way. Um, really is is to be really customer focused uh what we've done we serve aerospace and defense telco industrial manufacturing medical i mean these are the markets we tend to be focused on in addition to automotive and um what we've realized is that rather than the traditional sales model where we would essentially go and sell an operating system uh, we really had to step back and start to go into our customers with a high level proposition, which is let us understand the business outcomes you're trying to achieve around your products, your operations, or your customers. And then let's talk about the use case that you want to focus on and the solution we can deliver to enable that use case. So what's happening is you've seen this fundamental shift in our approach from being a vendor that delivers an autos to being a strategic partner that is truly delivering a business outcome for the customer. So that is the the big change for us. And um, it's going to be a transformation for our customers. It's a transformation for Wind River in terms of how we're going to work together to realize this new digital future.
0: So I have to put you on the spot. You you have to give me dates. When are we going to start realizing some of this stuff?
1: Well, um, today. So what we've also announced in addition to our product is it's just been great to work with Verizon, you know, the largest mobile operators in the US. And um, what we've done is we've been working with them, frankly, over the past couple of years around a 5G VRAN solution that they have moved from field trials into production uh, this month. And we've been working with them where they've adopted Wind River Studio and our far edge cloud capabilities for the virtualization infrastructure and the analytics that they need for 5G VRAM. They're also working with other partners as well on this whole solution, but uh, they selected Wind River because we provided them with that far edge cloud with a virtualization support, high performance and the, the latencies that they needed to be able to support the applications that will then sit on top of that network these applications are these future 5G enabled applications from autonomous vehicles to drones robotics are all going to be running you know on these new 5G networks and we're pleased to say that we are partnered with Verizon who uh particularly in the US is the is the leader uh, and was the first to actually deploy and see 5G enabled data sessions uh, on a 5G VRAM.
0: That is really good stuff um, and I'm very happy for you and th- this is exciting. I have to ask you though, since you, you started in, at the end of February last year, you must be having discussions that <laughs> were not e- even on, on the board. You know, what do we do with people who are remote? You know, how do we handle people? You know, we, we're not allowed to have people in the office. California where you guys are headquartered is worse than a lot of other places. What's it been like having to deal with that on on top of being able to try to get your message out?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I started, um, I was just so excited about joining the company uh, because I just saw this opportunity around digital transformation, intelligent systems, and the fact that WinDriver could pivot to be a leader uh, in these intelligent systems. So very excited about it. But I actually got some advice uh, before taking the role and um i won't mention the person's name but this executive said you know if you're going to take ceo role make sure you take one where there's you're learning on one dimension not multiple dimensions so when i looked at wind river based on my experience i knew the intelligent system space i knew the embedded space i knew wind river very well i knew the customers very well but i didn't know wind river um so i came in fully prepared to have an impact because I was really seeing just one change uh, in terms of my profile. Um, But then two weeks later, I realized that throw that out the window, you now have a COVID pandemic and you've got people that have to all work from home. And yes, you met your leadership team twice, but that's about all you're going to see them for the next few months. Uh, So that was the first curveball that we got thrown. Um, and I have to deal with that. And then we've had a little bit of the social unrest as well um, on, the, on, the, on the, the racial inequality issues that we were facing as a country. Uh, as you can tell, I've been involved in that as well. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be involved in it, um, but facing that as well. So there's been a number of new things that I've seen uh, as CEO of Wind River, but I would say that I'm having the time of my life right now. Um, really creating this new digital future uh, with some great talent at Wind River and um, a string of uh, leading edge pioneer customers. So I'm having a fantastic time, even though uh, we're facing some of the worst times we've ever faced as a nation.
0: Very good. Well, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you taking the time.